Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined, as always, by my dad, Jack Brinker. We talk about tech from the perspective of two different generations and just how we're feeling that day. How are you today, Dad? I'm I'm feeling a whole lot better because I got my tax return in before the 15th. Ah. <laughs> that doesn't mean they'll get it done, but I hope right. they do. Well, I think they've got till the 18th this year, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so because of the way the weekend falls, so... So, yeah, you say it's done. Well, you mean you've handed it off to your tax person, and now they've got to get it done. Done as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, this is the time of season where tax people are, like, not sleeping anymore. I suppose in, in a pinch at the end, there's got to be a, probably a few of them that they'll just say, let's file an extension on so I can keep working on it. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's what could happen. They could call me later in the week and say, we're, we're overwhelmed. And, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, hopefully it gets done. It's all taken care of. Like you said, it's out of your hands. You've handed it off to the professionals. They'll take care of it. So. Yeah. So stuff going on here. Apple is the rumors are flying hot and heavy about Apple's AR slash VR headset that's uh, coming out. Um, now you'll notice this was dated last November. Ah, that's funny. Now it's that mean that means that we're still approaching maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just around the corner. It's now even closer to the corner, apparently. Yeah. Unless, of course, they decide they're just not going to do it, in which case it's not going to ever come around the corner. Who knows? But uh, there's been a lot of rumors from a lot of different places that Apple's doing something like this. And the consensus seems to be that they're going to do like a VR type of thing first and then follow it with AR things later. Now, one of the things that every time we talk about a new technology, which is what this would fall into, mm-hmm. since it's like nothing they've done before, I always think of uh, Tim Cook because I think he's within a year, maybe two year max re- of retiring. Mm-hmm. And he said he he had had to do one more big thing. And yeah. I always been wondering what that is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is it's, it the rumored car? Is it the the you know? Uh, smart glasses that overlay uh, your vision with with like a heads up display that tells you like names of people or directions to go and things like that. I mean, which one is it? You know? Yeah, it's it's not that I I think that the, this AR headset is such a big thing, but I think Tim Cook thinks it is. Yeah, you know, well, he I've never heard him even talk about um, uh, VR. He's talked about AR as AR, being something yeah. that's interesting. Uh, the you know the augmented reality. Um, and this, at least well, is the way it's it, the way I'm reading most of the rumors is that the first thing that they're going to do is a VR type of thing that sort of is a direct competitor to like Oculus's product, which is a Facebook mm-hmm. product, um, you know, and that they would then follow that with an AR type of thing in a year or two. So, you know, I, I'm curious to see where that is and what's going on. Well, the thing about video stuff is it needs a lot of horsepower, and they got the chip mm-hmm. to do it now. Right. And so it's just another uh, M1 app, as I see it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they'll, they'll be able to really, really do a lot. The big issue is uh, they, they, they've completed the system design. They know where, where they're headed. It's a matter of, you know, how soon uh-huh. do we get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, because Apple just... You know, they don't set a calendar date for stuff, it, uh, I don't think. Typically, it's when we get there, we will the know tech, when it's ready. When the technology's there, then we will the, we will 
design a product that best takes advantage of that technology and then and then we have to worry about how we get the operations in line behind that to build that device and, and the and the yeah. other and the other mandatory is that of those people who jump the gun to get out there first we're going to leapfrog them if in some way some yeah. big way you know yeah that seems to be their mo right is we're going to do it but when we do it we're going to do something that a lot of people hadn't thought about you know that that you you'll find is a feature you just can't live without right yep That's now the I've, way they've I've, done it in the past I've never been in the physical presence of an Oculus, so I'm a novice in uh -huh. this business. I just have my own imagination as to kind of what they do. Uh, often don't get excited about it because I see see it as being more gamey than anything. Yeah, uh, that's sort of been the the mo for the for the uh, virtual reality is that it's really a, some sort of a gaming system, and that AR has other practical uses. You know. Things well, like, can you imagine if you're walking through a warehouse and everything you look at is overlaid with the idea of what it is so you don't have to, like, find markings on the boxes? You know, everything is, is in that – is overlaid with a virtual inventory information. Um, and or, or if you want to find something, instead of walking around reading the boxes, it'll highlight it so you can walk right to it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, who makes Oculus? Oculus was a standalone company that was purchased by Facebook and then rolled out into its own company within the organization under the uh, Meta uh, banner. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, first thing that in my mind uh, that might have some real benefits is we're, we're moving our, the direction of marketing is moving away from stores to virtual. And, you know, Amazon kind of dominates that space. But if you really want to know more about what you're buying, at least some things like how it might fit in your home, then if you if you go to a, an online store, they would Apple would like to enable it with this technology that you can that you can place the product wherever you want it in your house and see it there. Yeah, there's uh, apps that do that uh, with your phone. You just have to hold your phone up, and, and you certainly would get a much more realistic sense of things if you were yeah. able to just see it with uh, some goggles on. You know, And that's yeah. another AR type of function where it's, you know, it's, it's overlaying reality. It's, it's augmenting what you're seeing. And you know, so there's several different things that I've heard talked about with AR, but none of those seem to have made it into any products, or there is no product to, to, to put it on yet. Um, I suspect that the VR headset that they create will also allow you to do AR things and that it'll probably have cameras on the front of it so that it'll be able to show you your room and then overlay it. But it's going, oh, yeah. but it's going to look much more like a headset or a mask than uh, a set of glasses. And so initially, uh, people are going to use it more as the VR device, not the AR device, because you're not going to walk around with this, this you know box on your face. The camera on, taking up more power and all that, right? Right, yeah. You know, it'll be fine to put on to do something, but it's not something you would walk around with, um, you know, functionally until it gets down to, like, a pair of glasses. <clears throat> you know, if it looks like a pair of glasses, then it's like, okay, I don't mind having the extra information uh, or some sound being pumped to my ears, you know, because they're usually closer to my ears, although I'm sure they will also interact perfectly with AirPods so that you could use those if you choose to so yeah now yeah. If there's somebody out there i know it's jumping ahead a little bit but uh there's people out there doing sort of 
um, uh, augmented reality headsets, but they're doing it mostly with audio. They're not overlaying uh, video. One of them that we, we actually have in our, in our list is uh, Razer made an entry. It's a Bluetooth audio glasses, and there's other people out there. They're called the Anzu Smart Glasses, um, and they're saying that they're, um, uh, as far as audio quality, just a tad behind Bose's Tenor and Soprano audio glasses, um, and they were generally repressed, uh, impressed with them. Uh, they said that they're going to be 200 bucks, but on, on release, they have both a rectangular and a round-lensed version that they're selling for 60 bucks. So, um, you know, if you're interested in that stuff, obviously, uh, you know, you can go out and, and get a pair for 60 bucks. I have a cheap pair of audio sunglasses that I bought quite a while ago that I wear every once in a while. The sound quality is not very good. It sounds like tiny little tinny speakers, you know, but I wasn't willing to spend $200 for a pair of Bose or $250 for a pair of Bose sunglasses at the time. Yeah, well. But if you're listening to, like, a podcast or a baseball game or something, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of really jumping the gun, when I was uh, retiring – this, which, let's see, that would be 2000, so it was 20-some years ago. Uh, there was a usual thing that they would get people, I forgot what it was, kind of like a necktie or something. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't a pen and pencil set or something like that. Yeah, well, traditionally it was a gold watch, right? That was the Yeah, gold watch or something. But anyway, uh, there was something that was that attracted me at the time, that looks pretty much like the picture of the goggles, of the app, except for the Apple logo here. Right. That uh, uh, somebody had put out, and I mean, this has got to be a first generation. So by now, you know, it's really, it's it's earned its way as a museum piece. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it was 640 by 480 uh, resolution glasses that basically you could, uh, and I forgot just how it all connected, but. It, the real problem with it was it was too many wires and gadgets to plug in. Right. Uh, and and then of course the resolution wasn't anywhere near what you need to have have good stuff. I think I wore them twice and played with them, <laughs> and that was it. They they got stuck away in somewhere in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you got them, you brought them home. We all kind of played with them and looked at them, and it was like cool. And, and if they were easy to get out and try again, mm-hmm. uh, I might do it, but I don't even really know where yeah. they are. Now, the idea was supposed to be that you could put them on and that it would be like having a big screen TV in front of you, right? So you could watch right. video that way. They didn't really have the, the horsepower to do like anything like a, um augmented reality. But, but, they oh, were, no. uh, but they were basically the replacement for a monitor in front of you. Yeah, and I think they it had very the, high quality. And I think it had little wire earplugs that little wire ran out. And you uh-huh. plug the, you, you stuck it on your face, and then you plug the ear thing in. Uh-huh. So you, you, audio video is really all it was. You can sit in your in your office and watch TV or whatever, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, the idea of the, of something like that has been around a long time. The the um, quality of each particular uh instance as the as they have been produced has varied greatly yeah yeah but anyway uh it's just it was just a fun memory to think about the fact that i got something that was way before it was ready you know <laughs> but being a techie you know mm-hmm. i had to do those kind of things every once in a while just because i was curious and wanted to see how it worked 
and somebody was willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't it like they, they normally would get something, but they said it's X amount of money we've got to spend. Is there something you would like? And that, you know, that's that's how they figured out what your your retirement gift was, right? And so you Well, kinda... I, I, I think I chipped in fifty bucks or something just to get the rest of it, you know. Yeah. So anyway. Like if we're getting something, let's get something fun and interesting, huh? Yeah. Get a toy. <laughs> An adult toy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not not adult in that sense, you know. Right. I forgot, yeah, yeah. I forgot how that's used. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, a tech toy. A tech toy. Yeah, that's better. Sounds better anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, you suppose something like that might be on the on the agenda for first of June? That's a software thing, but they're, uh, you know. Yeah, it, well, it they have they have introduced uh, products at the uh, Worldwide Developers Conference before. Usually, it's either hardware that is professional hardware that people at the conference would be interested in, or if it's a new product category, which this one would be, they might introduce it because <clears throat> they they want people to be able to start writing code for it for when it's actually going to ship, and so they'll introduce it and say, and it's going to ship in, you know, September. Right. Um, but, uh, or ship before the end of the year kind of thing, you know, um, so right. get it out on December 29th. Um, but it's, you know, they, they want there to be something, some software written for it. Right. So they get it out to the developers early. And so yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility. So. You know, if it's really hanging out there as, as, uh, they claimed back in November, you know, just around the corner. Um, there's, you know, no reason that it wouldn't be, um, you know, well, something well, to keep your you eyes know, open for. Uh, it's the kind of thing that would make good Christmas gifts if there's some neat games and stuff, you know? Right. I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, this past Christmas, the number one app on the App Store was the one that connects the iPhone to the Oculus Rift. So... A lot of people were buying that because a lot of the regular gaming consoles were in short supply because of chip shortages, and Oculus apparently had a whole bunch sitting in their warehouse. So huh. so I think we sort of got an artificial explosion of of VR hardware out there of one kind. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it it I think that there's probably a sample element. You know, they can kind of get a feel for how many people who have these and how many are really using them. Yeah, well, see, now that uh, M1 has pretty well covered the uh, computers, iPads, and phones, I mean, you well, not the phone, I guess. No, no, there's no M1 phone, is there? Not yet, not yet. Doesn't mean they won't make an M1 phone. You know, uh, I could see them saying that, like, with the M2s, that the pro line of phones have the M chips and the, uh, and the, the consumer line has the A chips. Yeah. Not, that, not that there's physically much difference. It's mostly a marketing difference, from what I've been able to tell. But but I could see I could see a modified M1 with some special circuitry just for the uh, AR VR sure. uh, features, you know, uh, that could be put into the into the uh, the headset. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think they've got the horsepower to do things that they couldn't previously have done. So now it's just a matter of. You know, and, what are they going to do with it? And the other really important thing is the networking of it. What, how do how do you do high bandwidth network? Oh, working? well, they have a chip for that. Yeah. 
and I expect we're going to see some headphones that use that chip eventually. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of the stuff that that they would have liked to have already introduced has been held up because of production and chip issues. And so there's a bunch of things that are sort of like right there on the cusp that haven't, uh, yeah, haven't I think been fully officially flushed out yet. That that's that's impacting pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. You know, and, and Apple bought up a lot of production in advance, but you know they're using that for the phone more than anything else. It's like don't oh, you know? Oh, that's right. Don't screw up sales of the phone. You know, you can, hey, new products can wait. You know, nobody even knows they exist yet officially, right? So right. So it might not might just further delay something like this just because it's uh, it's not it's not uh, feasible from a right. production standpoint to introduce it. Now. Right. So anyway, I think uh, enough enough speculation for now. We'll yeah we'll just wait and see i mean w d c has been announced it's gonna be in that first week of june so um you know we'll we'll see what happens yeah so uh so next if you, on the end. so if you buy a new macbook uh are there settings that you go and change right out of the box things that you do when you first get your your machine um, typically <laughs> tip, tip typically i uh do a transfer from the previous MacBook, but I don't uh, necessarily load all the apps, you know? Right. That's the, I always look at that as a time to house clean the apps. And so um, yeah. what I have, I, I have done the, you know, duplicate this machine onto that machine thing a few times, but I'm also finding that for me, it's easier to start from scratch and just have a clean install and put, add my apps in. So what I tend to do is kind of, I make a list of here's the ones that I use the most and I make sure I get them put on. So, uh, mm -hmm. but this uh, article we found says, well, one of the first things you do is when you, you want to check for a software update. Um, I think part of the setup and install does that for you. It, I mean, it goes through that process. I could have sworn it did. I could be mistaken. But uh, uh, something I usually do pretty quickly. Well, uh, you mean you're assuming that the Mac you buy doesn't have the latest software? So. Yeah, they're saying that there might have been a patch update or something, and so one of the first things you should do oh. is probably, you know, just run, you know, go run the software update app, and it'll check and tell you if there's anything new that needs to be downloaded. Right. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I thought that was part of the startup process. Now, when you yeah, first that's... set up, I don't even think that's a you, something you have to go do. I think it's done for you. Ironically, right now I have an update available. I have Monterey uh, 12.3.1. I don't have the point .1 version installed. I have 12.3 installed. Hmm. So that is sitting here waiting to be installed on my machine, which I will do after the show, after we're done recording today. Yeah, well, things are still working. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, set up Siri. That doesn't seem like a big priority to me. Just enable it. Uh, That's I guess also it's... part of the startup. It comes up and asks you, you know, to yeah. to, to start Siri and if you want to use it, and and it has yeah. you say, you know, hello Shlomo a few times to to verify that it knows what you sound like. Right. So optimize battery charging. It says if you go to, uh, uh, I guess. The, the OS will learn your charging habits to reduce battery aging, and so they say uh, go to settings, and on the battery icon you can display battery preferences. And uh, they said put the battery status 
in the menu bar uh, and select optimize charging. This will slow down your charging once the battery hits 80%. So this see. Is particularly if you tend to use it uh, plugged in most of the time. You know, most of these things are the things that I want to get by just transferring my operating system. <laughs> so, you know, you, I, I don't uh, like doing all of those things all over separately. Yeah. Yeah, setting up Syria we talked about. Customize the touch bar. Uh, well, I don't you, have a touch there, bar. <laughs> there's only, there's only one uh, model that still has the touch bar, and I think it's pretty short for this world. That's the, the, low, end, is the low end 13-inch. Yeah, that, oh, exactly. How old is the, the article? It's, April 10th. Uh, April 10th. That's, that's pretty new. I don't know. Yeah, so there's I guess. I guess the guy has one. Huh? Yeah, maybe he has one of those new, th or the, the, the last 13-inch with the touch bar, but that's... That one's uh, kind of gold. Sync folders via iCloud. Uh -huh. Again, I thought most of that stuff was pretty much already done automatically, but I guess you can go in and pick which ones you want and don't want to be optimized. And what they do is they copy um, files up to the iCloud, and then uh, if it's a file that you haven't touched in a long time, then they just leave a placeholder for it to save space on your hard drive, and then if you need it, it'll download it if you click on it on your laptop. Um, place that that's important, I think, is probably more so anywhere else than his photos because they take up a ton of space. And so, um, you know, if you, you've got limited disk space on, on a laptop in particular, you probably don't want, you know, all of the music that you've selected to download to be on there. I mean, all of the uh, photos, rather, that you've taken to be by, there. By the way, it was this feature that basically bricked my old... Uh, macbook pro my 2008 model mm -hmm. because it didn't have very much storage but icloud just kept jamming down these addresses for stuff that were in the cloud until it was absolutely full can't do anything else hmm. and and i can't even delete them you know it's just you know it, it just totally ruined my backup computer that's funny. I, I mean, not I, funny, but it's that's that's curious because it's designed to do exactly the opposite. It's to protect you from having too much, too many photos on your device. Well, well and, it, and other it, files. Yeah, but it put links in there. Now they may be smaller, you know, but when you when you get enough of them, I didn't have that much space left. You know, it was yeah. just small memory, and uh, it it was it was devastating. I I still I'm not forgiven Apple for doing that. Yeah. Basic, basically, they intentionally bricked my machine, thinking I was going to go buy another one. I, I just wanted to use the machine just for little simple things, and, and I can't even get it back, you know? Huh. I, I, the only thing I know is to reboot and start all over, and there were some things in there I wanted to save off of it, and I couldn't even get get that done. Seems to me there should be a way for you to get back in there and, and, and clean up a little bit, and then you could probably boot it into its... Um... Uh, it's got like a repair mode. Yeah, very small, so you can get in there and, and you know change some settings and and uh, clear some space and then reboot it. It should be fine. You, you, you see, the real problem with all of this is that I've been so iPadish for so long that I forgot all the stuff how to deal with the computer yeah. stuff. You know, issues. Yeah. Um, well, I wish you hadn't said anything to me previously about that. But next time I'm out, maybe we'll take a look at it, see if we can get it to work. So. so. You know, because it does have that one had a 15-inch screen on it. That was a pretty big size. You know. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to use it. Although it was a very low res res screen. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was the older. But, 
2008 style screen, so you're not going to get the, the the high high density pixels on it. I don't even I don't even think it was 1024. I forgot what we, what they referred to them as back in those days. There were several different screens uh, by, that you recognized by some acronym or name or something. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of times the they were whatever the you know the photo ratio was. So I think they were like 1600 by by yeah. You know, yeah. 100 or something like that. So that's what it was. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. The um, next thing up, he says, is change the natural scrolling to the old style scrolling, and I completely disagree. I like the natural scroll scrolling, so I wouldn't change that. But yeah. some people don't like it, but I huh. do. Like when I'm rolling up, I want my screen to go up. I don't care about the little grab bar handle. The fact that the grab bar handle is coming down. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, and so I want my screen to follow my my rolling, not not the grab bar handle. Yeah. On the side. Let's see. Add and remove items from the dock. So they say you should clean up your dock and get the things in there that you like. And I agree, but to me, that's not something I do when I first immediately set it up. I wait and see as I use things what I want to leave in the dock and what I don't. Right. Uh, and they're saying move the dock. There's a lot of people who like the menu bar on laptops Oops. to be along the left side. Yeah. Instead of on the bottom because the screens are wide and narrow, you know. Yep. Yep. And I love the battery percentage thing. So that's always, that, like I said, this I, I don't see anything that mm -hmm. I disagree with. I mean, you know. Yeah. I do that. It's just how how do you do it? Yeah. In Siri, <laughs> stop autoplay videos so that you don't have you know go to a website and the video starts playing. That's that's smart, although I think it, I could have sworn that default is the other way now. Um, so that it, the default is that you don't autoplay it. So There's a little switch, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's an autoplay uh, in the in the settings for the uh, Safari oh, that's, browser. That, yeah. Well, I, I guess I was thinking YouTube. Uh-huh, and you can, set it by, you can set it by website. So, you know, you if you want a website yeah. to some websites, you want to automatically play videos others you don't i like none of them to do it because you know what especially if we're sitting here recording a podcast the last thing i need is a video to come on and start yak yammering at me so, <laughs> uh, and then night shift you can have it automatically you know turn your screen more yellow as the day grows longer by, by the way when you talk about something popping up in the background i have a ghost uh player somewhere that'll start talking, playing music or something. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know just how it happens, but there's a background player in Apple. And I, I'm not just sure how to get to it because I'm doing something sometime and it starts playing something that I remember listening to last week or whatever. And I go over to uh, iMusic or whatever the app is there uh, bring up, bring up that app, and no, it's not playing. Now, where the hell is it coming from? So, so it can still. There's a standalone player that can be activated by something, and how do you get its attention is beyond me. I don't know. Uh, I think what it is is when you swipe from the top right down to get the control panel, that in there is a separate control for a speaker that doesn't appear anywhere else. Yeah, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. There's all kinds of apps that could play sounds. Um, yeah. And virtually all of them can play the sound 
in the background so that you could be doing something else that's built into yeah. the operating system so they use the sound you know but anyway there's but... There, there, there's some way that i'm activating it not knowing that i'm activating it and it mm -hmm. comes on and i face this ghost speaker <laughs> so many times it's just yeah, you're probably playing your sounds through some app that's that's tracking you, and every time you shut it off, it starts itself back up by playing some sounds. Yeah, because I'm still here. I'm still that here. That sounds like one of the symptoms that, that was how uh, Facebook got caught doing that not once but twice, uh, you know, playing. What theirs was the opposite, though. They were playing a looping silent sound, a recorded silence. And so you'd be yeah. playing, you'd put on, like, YouTube or put on some music or a podcast, and then it would cut out. And people were complaining that there was cutting out. And what it was is YouTube started, or not YouTube, Facebook started playing their looped silence over the top of what you were. And so they took control of the speaker. And it took people uh, a while to track down what was going on. And once they found out, then YouTube did, or I keep saying YouTube, Facebook did what Facebook, Facebook typically yeah. does, which is, oh my gosh, that was just a accidental thing done by our programmers. It wasn't intended. Totally sorry about that. Won't happen again. We'll fix it. <laughs> And then they fixed it, and then it happened again. Yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway, night shift. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Built-in yeah. retina display, huh? Well, the night night shift is the thing that's supposed to turn your uh, display, you know, your, your white balance slightly more yellow as you go into evening hours so that you don't get blue uh -huh. light in your eyes. Um, oh. I have read several things that said the science behind that has sort of been debunked and that we've all gone bonkers trying to protect ourselves from blue light at night for no reason. Um, but, you know, I, th there are others who would argue differently. If you like it, turn it on. If you don't, turn it off. If you do anything with color, then having the underlying white turn to a yellowy as the day goes by is the last thing on earth you want. But, um, but you know, if you're just doing office work, then if you find that pleasant, then do it. You know, yeah, it's not something I usually turn on. And then the next one, make your desktop dynamic. I do not like this at all and would never turn this on. I don't want um, a anything moving in my background. Um, now, there are some that change color as the day goes by. So you don't see anything moving. But like like the scene slowly changes from like a morning scene to an afternoon scene to an evening scene of the same photo. And that's not bad. Uh huh. You know, there's one of like uh, uh, some sand dunes that, you know, start off looking kind of pale during the day and then they look more yellow during the day as the sun's beating down and then they kind of go bluish as the evening comes on. And then it reminds me of a it reminds me of a lyrics of a of a uh, Sons of the Pioneers thing. Uh, what is it? Shifting, drifting along with a tumbling, tumbling weed, yeah. sand or something like that, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So you're saying the the sand changes or moves around, right? Well, I don't think it actually moves. It's just the lighting that changes on the one that I was thinking of. But I know there are some people who have background desktops that actually have animations in them, and that would drive me batty. I don't want uh, things moving around on my screen that I'm not, you know, unless I'm watching a video. Well, when that first came out moon, many moons ago, it used to be a, kind of a toy kind of thing. But, you know, most people don't care about it anymore i didn't know they were still doing it yeah i guess i guess because they can they give you the option yeah when it first came out i uh i had a wallpaper that was you know well well it came out originally because you never wanted us any 
pattern to be left on the screen of the old the old screens because well, it could this, make an impression. And then, yeah, that's why the then, screen blankers were there. But but right. the, the, to have the I, they just did the the animated backgrounds or desktops because they thought we can, so why not? But the idea of having something behind behind my stuff on my screen changing, yeah, it doesn't appeal to me too much. You know. Well, and there's no 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 real real reason to to do it. You know. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you like it and you've got a desktop that you think looks cool and you want to change it, you know, go ahead. Setting hours for do not disturb. Well, do not disturb is a fairly recent kind of a thing. Uh, not real recent, but yeah. Well, in fact, it's been supplanted. This article, even though they say it's dated, looks like it was written a long time ago because that's been changed to focus. It's now do not disturb is just that's, one of several focuses. That focuses. You you're right. It's been expanded in a mm-hmm. in the focus thing. So, but that makes a lot of sense if you if you have a period of during the day where you're trying to do something like you know like this, recording something, or or uh, where you need to focus on you know your your coding and you don't want messages and stuff interrupting you, you can just set that up to not interrupt you at all. Yeah, you know, I remember back when I was a coder in the day, and uh, boy, there was nothing worse than to have somebody interrupt you at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just intensely focused on something, and it's I mean, really hard some, to get back to that spot if somebody comes and takes you out of that moment. Yeah, you'd get your mind all organized around a whole bunch of complexity things and how they interacted, and man, you had to get it all done before you, you lost that thought, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, that that's uh, the only work that I ever did that said, give me something to keep the world out of my from interrupting what I'm doing, you know? Yep. So anyway, uh, app download tolerance level. Well, I don't really like apps downloading at all during while I'm using the computer. I, I don't even like getting their notices. I'll do it when I get maybe one notice that says you've got several apps, you know, that uh, need to be updated or something. Yeah. Most often, I just want them to do that automatically and not even bother me. Although yeah. sometimes app, it used to be at least that the app would update and you didn't really want it to because they would introduce more bugs in the system. But generally, things have gotten pretty good about getting it corrected before you got to it. Yeah. So, is that the end of the list here? Yeah. Well, it was choose how quickly your MacBook logs oh. is sort of the last. Quickly, huh? Yeah. So, you know, you can decide um, oh. how, how long after the screensaver kicks on or since you've last used it, is it before it locks. You know, in, if you, especially with a laptop that you're using in places that are maybe more public than others, um, you know, you want a quicker timeout before it locks so nobody can mess with your macbook yeah um you know if you happen to step away for a second to pick up a coffee or something like that um you know i i i think that's a you know personal preference in terms of like you know i how how risk adverse are you right right you know 
And obviously, it depends on your working environment for desktop computers. You know, it's like for a desktop computer, I have a space that is designated for basically using computers that's behind a locked door. So, you know, locking the computer itself right away is not a big deal for me. But, yeah. uh, but you know, if you work in a secure environment where you're never supposed to literally never supposed to stand up from your desk without locking the computer, then you probably need that to be much quicker. Yeah, that's special stuff so yeah but i you know you don't want to be where every time you go to use it you have to unlock it too you know it's like you you know pivot away to, from your desk to grab throw something in a trash can turn back around and have to log back into it that's you know yeah that's crazy you know that that makes it intolerable as well you learn to hate the thing um well well that's why i like the uh, visual uh identification on the ipad you know it takes a look at you and says yeah you're here you're the right person you automatic you know you don't even notice it it just unlocked for you you know yeah yeah i'm that's why i'm surprised like with the uh imac that they didn't include that in the imac you know that seems like yeah. the perfect place to do it or with their new uh screen that they're now selling for you know minis and studio max is yeah you know, you've got cameras there why didn't you just put the face id stuff in there with the cameras and make that you know part of the mac world and they, they do have, you know, finger IDs now on the keyboards for both laptops and desktop machines. Right. But, but uh, like you said, it's just easier to just turn around and look at it and have it say, oh, that's you. Yeah, that's, that's not the most advanced. Now, I do understand as a result of the virus that uh, that became a hindrance for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it would be less so is, sitting at your computer. How often are you sitting at your computer where you have to keep the mask on? I mean, but, I suppose with a laptop you could be out somewhere, right? But Well, the, the perfect solution that was that was the cooperation of your watch with your computer. Right. You know, uh, if I'm sitting there and it, it uh, looks at me and looks at just the top of my head, it didn't have to be the same old tight criteria that it does if as long as I'm identified by my watch. Right. You know? Two factor authentication there. Yep. So anyway, like I said kind of at the top of this article, it's just a whole bunch of little knit stuff that you, there's yeah. and, and and this list has got to go on almost forever. Yeah. When when you look at the controls in the control center and uh, you know lots and of different, different things apps you can adjust and, and play with to get it just how you want. Yeah. And if yeah. you and if you want to avoid having to go through all of these things separately, uh, it's uh, it's just a good idea to uh, transfer that when you update your system and yeah. let it take care of it. You know. You know the most recent version of iOS also now allows you to unlock with a mask on, even if you don't have a watch. They just use it, you know, with a, a slightly lower degree of certainty because they're only using the top half of your face. Uh, right, as they map it, but they but they can still you know identify pupillary distance and and uh, and you know the distance from one corner of the eye to the other to the other eye and things like that that are very specific to you. So, right. Um, so they can certainly do that with with uh, computers as well as as iOS devices. So. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I think you're right. That maybe is just a production issue as to why they didn't do it because they have to, you know, those the those little hardware modules that that actually scan your face are different than just the camera. Yeah. 
And so maybe there's just difficulty producing those. <coughs> so uh, scientists are worried about the W boson. Something is amiss uh, for, for all you physics buffs out there, right? So apparently um, uh, the, the particle de detectors at, uh, inside the uh, Large Hadron Collider have set have very very specifically measured the W boson, which is a subatomic particle, uh, W meaning weak force boson, and it's larger than they expect. It's larger than everything predicted, and so they're trying to figure out why that is. And it's one of those fundamental physics things, like you know when things, all of these things hang together at the atomic level to make up all the matter of the world, right? And we've got sort of mm -hmm. established rules for how that all is supposed to interact. Um, and it's always interesting and, you know, for physicists, somewhat exciting to say, hey, we found something that doesn't fit what we predicted, what our model says it should be. So now we need to figure out what we need to do to our model to make it better because obviously... Um, so Something Something's is, wrong somewhere. Huh? Something's wrong somewhere. <laughs> so either we're not measuring it right, which means we need to go back and, and redo that, but apparently they've repeated it multiple times, and they're pretty certain that the that the particle is larger than they anticipated. So so this leaves them with a, a quandary as to explaining why. Yeah. You know. So, so yeah. So anyway, so, I mean, it's, it's you know, if, if you're not at all interested in this kind of thing, then this probably doesn't doesn't matter to you but it's actually pretty phenomenal to find out that that something so ele elemental as a as a subatomic particle is still not what we expected you know we're still learning the ins and outs of that stuff well when you get as old as me you go through this this kind of thing multiple times in your life and right. so i was curious i went down to the bottom of the article and of course they tell you about the uh higgs boson or god particle that was finally detected in 2012 with a world-shattering applause. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they they work it out. It just takes yeah. time sometimes to well, sort that, out. That was another one that was predicted by a, a, to, to be there, right? But they had no way of finding yeah. it. And they finally had, you know, finally had the, the tools to, ident to go down and see if it really is there. Yeah. You know? And they did. And you're right. That was just 2012. It, and it seemed to me like even before that, sometime in the past, and I guess I, I just didn't include it in this article, but it's an, it's sort of the norm in the physics world. They're out searching for something they don't yet know. Yeah. And so they have theories, and then they, uh, they like for the theories all to come down to some nice math model. And sometimes the math model is pretty complex. <laughs> oh, yeah, it can you know? be extremely complex. But, but, you know, from the physicist's perspective, it's like, well, you know, when we, ha when we have this, this idea of how things are supposed to work and we put this model together and, you know, 99% of everything works inside this model and then they find something that doesn't work inside the model, then they go, well, you know, yeah. let's verify that our measurements are right. And if they are, then we got to change the model, <laughs> you know, yeah. and yeah. make it even more complex to cover this instance where it didn't quite work. Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating world. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of like a puzzle solver, you know? Yeah. I, I've always kind of enjoyed puzzles, but they can get to an extreme now where I just get tired and quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at some point Which you're is, like, yeah, I don't want to focus so, on this that long. So it, it's been a tradition in the family that uh, I get this crossword puzzle at Christmas every year. Right. And 
and as you get successively more difficult. And that's not that. That's exactly the wrong approach. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have limits these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think what, what any time you're getting ready to solve a puzzle, you have to ask yourself, how much time am I willing to invest in this puzzle? Yeah. You know, and then go from there. We had a puzzle at our house this year, and uh, my niece, when she was over, did a big chunk of it because she likes doing puzzles. Uh-huh. But uh, there was this the whole this whole sky area that was nothing but blue with dots in it for stars, and so every piece was essentially colored the same. So you had to put it together just based on shapes of pieces, uh-huh. and uh, so slowly over a period of time, I noticed that it was coming together, and then I came to realize that my wife would get up in the morning and stand there and find, you know, and place a couple more pieces, a couple more pieces. And she finished the yeah. whole thing. She finished it all. You know, uh, I read a news article just this morning about uh, a case that went before the courts because this old man was knocked down by the police. Did you see that in the not. news today? Well, this happened some time ago. And anyway, uh, they found out that the, they had, uh, the, the police two officers that, that knocked him down and they had video of it, of course, uh, were not uh, at fault. Uh, and uh, therefore, but the guys still got a lawsuit against, you know, the, the city or whatever. But uh, what was interesting, and I read comments on these articles, but I think one guy really nailed it. What they have to learn to do is start treating old people, the older they get, uh, pretty gingerly. Because we're, the human being is a lot like a baby. You know, we're helpless to begin with, and we're helpless near, as we near the end. And, uh, and a lot of people just don't recognize that, you know. He's a full-grown man, you know. Right. Well, and, it's, it, and the problem, the difficulty about the whole thing is that it happens at different ages. And furthermore, you can't always look at a guy and tell how old he is either, you know. Uh, but some people can be old at 59 too because their brain's deteriorating but what somebody commented and and made this kind of analogy between babies you know and how how we move into life and we get more responsive and all of this and we don't need to be coddled until we get to a certain age and then it comes it's kind of like reversing direction and i relate to that i'm i'm not real old yet 81 and we'll be 80 uh, two this year, but uh, I've recognized that uh, it's not just my uh, judgments and forgetfulness, but uh, I sometimes wonder if my logic is not going right. Even you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's you sort of sense that the rest of I, us wonder I, that too. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to say I'm going crazy, but I'm I'm not as. Uh, as nimble, let's put it that way, right. as I was a few years ago, you know. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm sure that everybody who ages experiences this. Yeah. And and so it just it was somebody's comment there that said, "Man, I wish more people understood that." That was my thought about his comment, because most people don't. They, they, well, don't, the, they don't make that they, association. They they don't until they get there. That's right. You yep. know, it's it's funny how really self-centric we all are on a lot of levels. Yep. You know, we can try to be empathetic, but we don't really understand what's going on with somebody else, you know, until we get to that stage in our life. 
Yep. You know, assuming yeah. that we make it there. But, uh, well, it was just like this old guy's, uh, somebody else in another one said, well, he shouldn't have even been out there where the police are trying to control population. He should have been smart enough that he doesn't have any uh, physical abilities even to defend himself, you know, yeah. say nothing about, you know, carrying on. But I guess he was hollering and, and, uh, you know, enough that the police said he's a troublemaker, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't there at the situation and even watching the video, sometimes you can't really get a feel for what necessarily was happening. You know, because the right. video will show you, you know, X number of seconds of it. But, you know, what happened right before the video started rolling or right after right. the video stopped rolling. You know, it's it's yeah. um, video evidence is not the end all beat all to, you know, knowing what's going on in a situation. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so. Anyway, so you and I both have Apple watches. Now, yours is a pretty new one. Mine is a couple years old. And in fact, I've had some issues recently where mine, the battery is not quite getting me through the whole day anymore. And so the question is, do I buy a new Apple Watch or just replace the battery? Um, you know, something, I mean, I, I conceptually knew batteries can be replaced in these things, but it's never even something I've ever even gone to look and see, like, what does it cost to do that? You know, I know that on the phones, I've, we've replaced batteries on several occasions, Um you know, I replaced them myself before they went to the Touch ID on phones. And since they went to Touch ID and Face ID, you can't, you know, do that anymore. It has to be synced up with the the uh, with the CPU and, and, and all that stuff has to be matched from Apple. So you have to go to an Apple-certified place to replace batteries and phones anymore. Yeah, you, um, you, you know, that's something I've never done on any of my devices, uh, ex except my very first... Uh, uh, MacBook, the MacBook Pro that I said was right. a brick. Now, well, back then that you was could a, pop the battery off. And battery. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't physically; it wasn't internal to the computer, so you could pop it off, buy a new one, and pop it on. And and uh, you know, Apple has gone away from that a long time ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I've done, I, I've done it on phones, but I've never done it on the watch. And I, you know, it's. Um, I guess it's one of those things, I guess I should probably look at that because I was figuring that probably come this fall when the watch eight comes out, I guess we're on watch eight, right? You're a seven. So eight's the next one that yeah. I might, I might look at a new watch because the battery's not holding a great charge in this one, but I should probably look and see what it would cost to charge to get a new watch or a new battery in it because it's probably significantly less than buying a new watch. And to be honest, at least to this point, while there's some nice things about the six and the seven, there was nothing compelling enough to, from them to, to the, from my five to them that said, "Oh, I should, I, I need to rush out and get a new one." Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a brighter yeah, I... screen and a bigger screen. Other than that, they do pretty much the same thing. There was one sensor added into the six and seven that's not in the five, and that's the one that checks the uh, uh, your oxygen in your blood. Well, no, they're showing a picture of battery replacement, or actually it's a video, mm -hmm. uh, Series 2 battery replacement, how-to. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't think that that would be something that normal people would want to do. <laughs> right. Well, and, and certainly the um, thing that they've always told you about watches is any watch, when you change the battery, then you're, you have just reduced the amount of water sealing that you used to have, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, I, I don't know how you know about this. I did look at one. I can't remember if it was my iPad or my iPhone uh, under the battery uh, uh, status. Uh, it was saying that I'm getting close to where I need to have it replaced, or maybe it was even suggesting that I do. Uh-huh. Uh, but I haven't done anything. I suppose that it gets to some point where it'll just won't charge anymore, or or yeah. uh, well, or you charge it up, and then in a couple hours later, then your battery's low, and then it's, then you have to keep recharging it. You know, mine isn't that bad, but it doesn't make it through a whole day anymore. Yeah, yeah. My I think it's my iPad because that's what I use all the time. Right. So I'm I'm probably going to have to do something with the iPad. And the thought there is, why would I want to replace the battery if I can? I'm, I'm going to get at a point where I uh-huh. kind of want to upgrade. You know. Yeah. Well, I think you're what three versions? You're two versions ahead of you now. So it's like you're a couple versions back. Yeah. You know. That said, it still runs the most recent software just fine. So then yeah. you got to say, well. You know, what is it that I'm actually paying for other than a battery, you know, in the new features? They're faster, right. but is the one you've got slow? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, uh, sometimes it seems to be a little slow, and I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a sporadic thing. It's right. not consistently slow. Right. And I, I don't know how to describe what I mean by that, but uh, it, it will bog down to the point where, I actually, uh, it does something that I thought I told it to do moments earlier, you know, seconds earlier, Yeah. you know, and I don't know why, you know, but I see that delay and I said, whoa, yeah, finally it's taken hold, you know, I have found most of those things are tied to, to things on the internet, not loading quickly. And it's probably yeah. It very well could be the internet. In fact, probably I would have to say it's a likely thing because I do have internet problems here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much aware of that, especially late afternoons when people start getting home. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a little annoying that you know when you've got a, this blazing fast device, and then you're sitting there drumming your fingers waiting for pages to load. I've had a lot of things where the page just doesn't load. It just, you know, it, you get there and it doesn't load. And you have to, like, hit the reload two or three times, and then suddenly it'll all load in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, like, hung up. And it doesn't seem to matter whether I'm on cellular or uh, Wi-Fi. It's just yeah. pages hang for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suspect most of this internet yeah. is just uh, yeah. But that, the, that's the bottom line is is that means that a new device isn't going to improve that problem, <laughs> you know. That, that's right. Yeah, get a brand new device and you said, oh, it's still doing. It. Yeah, like darn it, that didn't <laughs> and help. Why did I spend those hundreds of dollars? Yeah. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Well, I know you know you, you and I are both alike. When there's like some a newer, better, faster out there. We kind of yeah. want it, even if we can't really justify it. So it's easy to sit and say, well, you know, it, how well does this one that I have already work and does it justify the new thing versus yeah. just having the new thing? You know, having the new thing, there's some, some joy in that. There's some pleasure in having the new thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I always try to get some realism into it and think about now, if I got this new thing, would I use it on a regular basis? You know, right. yeah. and, and, and I have to do that with computers because the answer is generally just no. Yeah. You know, are you going to use it regularly? Right. Well, and and 
you know, how is it going to change the, my quality of life over what I already have? You know, right. right. I I feel absolutely still tied to the computer, though, because every once in a while there are some things that I just cannot do. And they're getting to be a smaller list, but it's still there. And, right. and you know, I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that I never have to buy another computer. Yeah. You know, but but I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's no, just difficult. You do 99% of everything you do, you're doing on your iPad now. That's right. That's right. It's just, just almost like I don't use the computer anymore. And to the point to where when I do use it, I'm a little confused as to how to even use it anymore. It's slipping away, you know? Yeah. It's like I don't touch one of these things, but a couple times so, a year, so, why on earth so, would I remember so why, all this stuff? So why buy a new machine to, only to say, hell, I don't even know how to use this thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and like you said, it's like, how, what's the benefit there? You right. know? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, nothing that Apple sells is, is, cheap per se i mean some of it i think is you know uh, uh, more of a bargain than than critics would like to say in terms of the uh, you know length of use and the quality of use that you get out of it but you've got to right size the technology to the, how you're using it right i mean yeah. if you live on your ipad there might be some advantages to the newer ipads and things that they do yeah know? well especially if they would just finally do the thing that i've been talking about for a long time which is give me a little switch and let me flip into mac os on my ipad if i've got a keyboard and and pointing device attached to it and you know and if i don't then i just stay an ipad because then the, that 1% of the time you need to use the mac you can flip over and do it right on the same device use it for a few minutes and then flip right back to the the interface that you like yeah by the way i i I came upon an interesting thing doing my taxes this year. I I have a little status sheet that a spreadsheet that I set up as I collect all the data in one place, and and I do that so that I can see whether there's anything missing, you know. Right. Uh, instead of having a big pile of paper uh, with all this stuff on it, I just take the essential numbers and put them on the spreadsheet. And uh, that spreadsheet app in the computer works so much better than the spreadsheet interface on the iPad that it's crazy. Yeah, I've said that before, too. I think one of the the use cases for iPads that just doesn't work for me is spreadsheets. And I've worked on several different spreadsheets on the iPad, and that interface just doesn't work well. Yeah, yeah, I I said, God, this is frustrating. So I just said, and the... And the other thing is, is that I have to scan a lot of stuff in, and I cannot do that with my uh, iPad. You know, I, my printer, I come over and I sort of scan all these forms because I never want to take any one piece of data, the only thing I've caught, got of it, and hand it off to somebody else and sign it over to them. Uh, and then I, you know, if they lose it or screw up, I'm 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 a loser, you know? Yeah, yeah, you've got to make sure you've got to... A copy so, of everything before you yeah so i scan everything and the things that i got in the mail that i don't didn't have uh, in the computer i get all of that stuff into the a digital copy of it and occasionally i do get some i have to download some things where i have just a digital copy and don't have a paper copy for example right. i could i could not find one of my retirement uh, w2 it's not w2s 1099 right. r retirement version of it mm-hmm. uh 
and it was a major portion of my income. So I, I, I knew they had to have that to file it. Right. And so I had to go back to the Air Force uh, website, retirement website, which I hate to do every year because they have so many security checks. So, man, if you don't have, you know, your yeah. act together, yeah. you can't get in. You just can't, you know. They jumped I was, through a lot of hoops. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, I finally got in and I got my, my form that I know I got in the mail because I remember them asking me whether I want to go full digital. And the answer is always never because I want that paper back up in case I can't get to it, you know. Well, in this case, I lost the paper or couldn't find it, you know. So anyway, I downloaded it. And the unfortunate thing is, is that the downloaded version, the actual fill in the blank parts was awfully hard to read. It was kind of a, a light grayscale. Yeah. I, I could read the numbers, and I'm anxious to see whether H&R Block calls me up and says, hey, how come this isn't printed better? Yeah. You know? I said, well, that was the only way I could get it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I, I hate designers who don't think about the fact that, you know, light gray on white is not legible. Quite frankly, yeah. all of the information that Apple prints on all of their white crap, <laughs> it irritates me. You know, you've yeah. got a power block, and I want to know, well, how much power is coming out of this? And it's yeah. in four-point type in light gray on 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 white, you know, and you're like, Pff. Oh, yeah. You know. Even even the magnifying glass uh, and taking a pic camera picture so you can zoom in later. Right. Makes it, you know. Makes it, st they're making it as difficult as possible. And yeah. I have uh, done both of those things on occasion, and in, I've even gone so far as to take a black Sharpie and just write on it the information so the next time i go to look i can see you know because yeah. i've got two or three power bricks that look about the same but they they have different outputs because mm. apple upgraded from an 18 to a 20 watt charger and so i like to make sure that the things that came with the 20 watt charger are plugged into the 20 watt charger since that's what they were specced for ah uh, yeah yeah well speaking of a charger didn't i have a uh, article that i put up here regarding mm -hmm. A new charger that's coming out. Let's see here. I don't know. I don't know if I sent that so, to you or not. I was I reading it. No, I, I guess I didn't save it. I was. Yeah. Well, we talked a while a while ago. Um, I have a um, a uh, what is that? Uh, different chemistry. The GA gallium. That's it. Yeah, it relates to that. Right. Yeah, I've got a couple of those, including one that has two ports on it, and one that has three ports plus a a, a USB A port on it. And is capable of 100 watts, so you could use it to charge up any of the Apple laptops as well as your phone and your watch and your AirPods or AirPods. But, but anyway, somebody was uh, it was an article from one of those uh, Apple magazines that basically said, "Don't buy this power supply now because it's, there's going to soon be a new one out that actually has two uh, USB 3 ports on it," and uh, mm -hmm. and it'll probably be smaller because yeah. it's using the gallium arsenide technology and stuff so anyway i i i was going to discuss that but i guess i didn't save it yeah well we had talked about it i think or you and i maybe offline talked about it i remember or maybe i just saw the same article because we've i know we've we've it's it seems like it's in my head there from from a conversation but yeah there's uh there you know the a apple sells um uh usb-c power blocks but they 
all of apples tend to be pretty much the same sort of size and one port yeah. on them. And right. so they're saying that Apple's finally going to come out with a, like a two port one. But if you go to Anchor or, uh, uh, you know, one of the other um, uh, companies that makes these things, there's been some two and three port ones out there for a while. Um, so so. Those, the two you mentioned are pretty good companies, but I wouldn't, yeah. I'd be real careful when you buy power chargers for, from a lot of, you know, no name yeah, yeah, Asian want, brands. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You, you want to be careful because you want to make sure that they have the circuitry that's still protecting your device. Now, what most people, we say the charger, but the power brick is not really the charger. The charger, right. the, the hardware that controls how much current actually hits your device is inside your device. And so, generally speaking, you're protected. But, um, uh, you know, as long as they're actually meeting the, the, the standards, the spec for uh usb-c power capabilities yeah but know. but but the history is fires and other bad things happen because of you using some other off-brand stuff you know right and, yeah. and then you and then you say well why didn't you spend a couple of dollars more and get the right thing you know yeah yeah you know it's like yeah you say you saved a few bucks on the front end and you lost your kitchen because it the fire they caught you know. Yeah. So, well, you know, there's everything has a cost. So. Anyway, uh, so we've got one thing left. One thing left. What is it? Uh, uh, Apple faces further charges in U EU antitrust. Uh, yeah. Case. So the Apple, uh, the the fine folks from Apple are are battling. A complaint that was originally lodged by Spotify in the EU, and you know, of course, they're doing this all over the world because they're always being attacked, not just you know with technologies, but with legal challenges in different places, as any big company is, and mm -hmm. and any company that's trying to 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 battle them is going to look to leverage any advantages they have, whether they be in the court of law or in the marketplace. Uh, it's really kind of weird, but basically, they're being accused of anti-competitive contact content conduct. Uh, in the streaming music market, and that Spotify is saying that they are using their position as the owners of the uh, operating system to make it harder for Spotify to compete against Apple Music. Um, and so, you know, how do you balance the scale on that anyway? Yeah. Well, one of Spotify's complaints is is that you know they're they're charging thirty percent for Spotify's subscriptions, and so you know Sp Spotify is trying to sell subscriptions to to their service, and Apple's taking thirty percent of their money. Sure. And they're saying that yeah. it gives Apple an unfair advantage because Apple's music app doesn't have to give up thirty percent of their income to be on the platform. All right. Yep, I I understand. I mm -hmm. I've always felt uh, had a, a soft spot in my heart for small companies ever since I had a big, very big contract by a big aerospace manufacturer, which I don't want to defame now on on the air. But I knew one of their subcontractors because I had visited their factory in Canada, and. Uh, they were so glad to see me, and I didn't know why at the time, but I had no sooner got back from that trip back to the office, and I got this long letter from uh, the president of their company saying how the, a, uh, the big manufacturing company was basically uh, 
uh, stealing their uh, patented work, mm-hmm. and it was it was very uh, very difficult to deal with uh, because big companies have these advantages, and they may or may not even be intending to step on somebody. But small businesses don't have much margin, and they're and in order to get the subcontract, they have to be up front with a big company it's in order just to be competitive you know yeah. in order to sell their technology and uh, so anyway uh, I, I saw some things that I thought were were very unjust and it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I really couldn't do anything to help them yeah you know so yeah no it's unfortunate but yeah big companies like you said they they, they tend to um, uh, stomp all over little guys, even when they're supposedly partnering with them. Yeah, and, you know, and and there's been uh, un, you know numerous companies that have had contracts with Apple over the years that have, uh, you know, lost that contract when Apple decided to start doing that particular thing themselves, right? And yeah. so, uh, you know, and for a small company to lose that big contract can be devastating for them. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, it was a fascinating technology. It had to do with physical security, and the technology was referred to as leaky cable. Oh, right. uh, I think I may have talked to you about it, but I'm sure you can go online and find out about leaky cable and all the neat things that it'll do. And it was really phenomenal. But when it came to implementation, uh, it was quite trivial and too easy to copy. There was no big, no big uh, moat, as you will, as you might say, around the technology. You know, right. some things, some things are, are are really cool, but they're also very difficult to build. Right. Well, yeah, you got to keep going back to the expert if you want this, because trying to figure it out and do it on your own is costs too yeah. much. But when what they're doing is is once you understand it, you go like, oh, well, that's easy. What do we need but, you for? But but then the small company they basically had developed this themselves, you know, and, and yeah. covered it with patents and all of that. But you know, big companies you can take them to court and they can just drain, yeah, the small company and outlawyer them, uh, and yeah. and they lose everything, you know. Yeah, well, and that's you know, there's plenty of cases where that's happened over the years where the big company just says, oh, the fine is X million a week. Okay, well, we'll just consider that a cost of doing business. We'll pay that X million a week, uh, you know, until you yeah. get tired of telling us to pay it to you. And in the meantime, we'll do it our way, and you'll go out of business. Yeah. By the way, I ha- just happened to come upon this, this Mac Rumors article that I mentioned earlier about the, the dual uh, USB-C charger. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, leaked, it was leaked in an Apple dock is where I found out. Uh, a support document was found by... Nine to five Mac, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, anyway, uh, I guess the leak has confirmed to somebody. Uh, the article was dated April the eighth. Uh huh. So, so the so this this is the, they suspect be. that there will be a, a multi-port Apple charger out before too much longer. That's what that's what it sounds like. So, uh, and it says, of course, you mentioned Anchor and Belkin have their GA chargers mm-hmm. for some time, you know, with multi-port options. So Apple's going to get competitive and, and uh, play in that game, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, there's, the, you know, there's there's quite a few of them out there doing similar kinds of things. So that you just have to say, well, you know, like you said, I don't think you want to go off on too odd of, um, you know, some of the manufacturers. But like, Ugreen makes one that they've been around for a while and are pretty well regarded as well. Yeah. I have a Ugreen hundred watt charger that's got four four ports on it. You know, and it's a. a gallium arsenide uh fast charging usb-c adapter so it's got like three usb-c ports and one usb-a port um mm -hmm. you know and so it's like when i go traveling that's what i take with me well it all comes down to money and apple likes to keep their margins high even on the little trivial items so that makes room for these other companies to to find a little niche market there mm -hmm. uh because even if Apple comes out with one here, there's no assurance that uh, that it's going to be competitively priced. You know, <laughs> they, you know, it's it's not the main line of their business. Once once you get into adapters and stuff, that's that's too much. Uh, big companies don't like to deal in little trivial parts. They want their their solution ultimately is include the power adapt or complete system in the into your uh, in the same box you know yeah like like this uh last what do they call that uh uh replacement for the mini computer the, the upgraded super, super mini studio. it's got the studio yeah it's got power supplies and all that inside as well as heat sinks yeah yeah well and going to this newer technology they can they they run smaller and cooler Right, yeah. But but then they don't leave it open for the uh, peripheral markets to to make money if if all you got is a power cord, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. In fact, it's funny you mentioned power cords. I think there's been several people who have complained about their new monitor. Uh, the cord is not removable, and people have broken the monitor by just pulling harder. <laughs> Uh, the cord is not removable. I thought it was a three-prong thing shown in the back of the... On the on the new monitor. Apparently. Oh, the monitor, monitor itself. Oh, the, I got you. The monitor, yeah. Apparently oh. the cord is... is it, it, they, if you have a special tool, you're supposed to be able to, to like un, uh, detach it from the back of the monitor. but And it'll apparently come off if you pull really hard. But, but they are warning people don't do that. Because you can't uh, put it back in without having the special tool. So unless uh, you really want to damage your monitor. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. That would be annoying. Yeah. I, yeah it's, it's bad enough to break something that's cheap, but $1,500 monitors <laughs> got to be really bad. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, that, that's an expensive oops. And I bet you if you took it into Apple, their fix would not be cheap either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that there's the you screwed up dummy fee that they have to charge you. Yeah. They might give you one out of courtesy, but <laughs> it's like, really? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've been going just about 90 minutes now. Yeah, so. yeah why don't we call it a day? We kind of went through our list of stuff and... 
you know, it's one of those times of the year where where it kind of uh, the there's a lull in a lot of what's going on, but it'll pick up again, sort of, you know, in another month. But uh, but every once in a while, there's something interesting. So we'll yeah. see. We just see what's going on. We talk about it. Thanks for joining yep. us today. We appreciate your support, and you're listening to Generation Tech. We do have other tech podcasts out there, the Two Minute Tech, and Two for Brew. If you're interest, interested in in uh, microbreweries and beer, so check it out. And we'll be back again next week. See ya. Okay. Well, y'all have an happy Easter this week. That's right, Easter weekend. weekend. That, yep. That came up on us quick. Yeah. Bye bye.